many apples grow on an apple tree? All of them. Oh, <laughs> welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are rising from recession. And our guests this week, well, they are the outpost, the Baker's Outpost here in Bakersfield. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Laura Journey, the owner of Baker's Outpost. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. For visioners who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? I am Laura Journey, owner of Baker's Outpost, specializing in naturally whole grain fresh milled goods. The reason we're here is because Laura has done something that many people have thought and dreamed about. I've got this wonderful hobby. Hey, I can do this for a living. And if you're listening to this program and you hear things going on in the background, like pans clanking, the phone ringing, customers talking, it's because business is actually business because Laura has been able to take a hobby and turn it into a successful business. Laura, first of all, how did all of this start? It started when my husband and I moved here from Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada in 2012 and quickly figured out that there was no access to the breads and baked goods that I was accustomed to. Uh, and so being married to an engineer, when there's a problem, <laughs> you fix it. <laughs> and so we quickly used my hobby of bread baking from back in Canada and turned it into a small business. But you didn't rush into the brick and mortar business we have here. Your development started off how? In my home kitchen, very small scale, uh, just recreating sourdoughs, playing around with different grains, and then taking that uh, dream of mine to be in a farmer's market and making it a reality. Uh, it's 2017, I believe, was our first winter farmer's market, and we quickly found out that we were not able to keep up with the demand of the farmer's <laughs> market, which then spiraled me into a, oh, we're going to have to look at a brick and mortar already. So with it being a mom of two small kids, um, I wasn't necessarily in a huge hurry. I wanted to be careful and be cautious of the next step. Part of your development and growth of this is you have developed a fervent fan base. And in fact, you have working for you your very first customer. I do. <laughs> and she's going to sneak in camera. I know. And who is this person? This is my dear friend, Melissa Alsop. And she was definitely the first customer long before I even opened doors. She was there waiting, knocking, like, I need bread. <laughs> and now she's your first employee. She is. How many business owners can attest 
to that, where their favorite customer is their first employee? Probably not too many. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. And we would have been remiss if she didn't appear on camera for this episode. And we already know that Laura would have never heard the end of it if she did. So that's why she's here. <laughs> but that just goes to show the the fan base, the loyalty, the following that you have created here at Baker's Outpost. Because you solved a major problem. And what was that problem that you solved that keeps your customers keep coming back and back and back? Well, the no access to whole grains or fresh milled flours was big. Um, starting in 2012 when paleo and Whole30 and all of these diet fads were huge, uh, was very challenging to think of going in with a grain-based company when everyone's telling you not to eat it. So for us, it's educating on, you know, heritage grains, um, our California grain economy, and shedding light on the nutritional value of wheat and eating your grains. But your business also has something very unique for Bakersfield. When we are sold out, we are sold out. And it has been accepted with open arms. <laughs> we have not had any backlash other than some sad faces and disappointment. But uh, for us, we are limited on the products that we can make. Everything's made you know, from scratch with the best ingredients and it takes time. And for us, when we've reached our capacity for the day, we're done. So if you come to Baker's Outpost and you see a little sign taped to the door that says, we're sold out, see you tomorrow, you really are. We are, but that's what people always want, what they can't have. So it's keeping that drive, you know, that desire of, oh, got to get back there tomorrow. And if Visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? We are active on our Instagram account, which is where we update our weekly menu that's seasonal. Uh, Facebook.com, Baker's Outpost, and as well as email Laura at Baker'sOutpost.com. And if you enjoy a small business celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to get more into the nitty-gritty details of how a bakery is actually run when we come right back. Toastmasters is a major sponsor of the Small Business Celebration program. In fact, Small Business Celebration started off as an advanced level Toastmasters project. Toastmasters is an organization that can help you learn how to communicate what you do for the people you serve. So join Toastmasters. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and join a club that can help you communicate what you do to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and learn how you can communicate more clearly to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club today. Welcome to Small Business Celebration and our guest this week is Laura Journey, the owner of Baker's Outpost. And our visitor question comes from Veronica who asks, how did you figure out what your main customer is up against and how did you find a solution for them? Well, with I think everything with our businesses being kind of unconventional, which I which I pride myself in and love, but with the farmers market, we were able to trial and error uh, with our customers and really feel out 
what was going to drive us, what was what were the customers driven to, what did they want. Mm. We were able to get a lot of feedback and, you know, um, in the time where there's all these dietary issues, right. people coming to us being like, I can eat this, but I can't eat this, and really hearing them out and being able to give a product that people can eat and feel good about. Um, the farmer's market was a wonderful way for us to really test the waters and to see what people wanted. The great thing about a farmer's market and the product that you serve is that you can get instantaneous feedback from your customers. You can go, they can go ahead and have a piece of bread or a pastry, walk away for a minute, and you can find out very quickly what they like and don't like. How have you been, how did your business change because of that feedback? I think it created a very trusting relationship off the bat between mm. myself and my customers. Uh, to this day, there seems no shame on letting <laughs> us know what they like, what they don't like. Um, if so, you know something's not on its A game that week, uh, it, it's been wonderful to be cr creative beyond mm. you know a very corporate limiting factor, you know, and sure. um, also with a seasonal changing menu, mm. it can be different for Bakersfield. There's a lot of tradition here, sure. you know, things that have been around for hundreds of years and they don't change. Whereas with me, it's constantly changing and ah. it's been, I think, hard for some customers because it's different, but it's been widely op accepted with open arms and we get a lot of wonderful feedback that people are excited to see what's gonna be on the menu next week. So it's been great. That is key because your interactions with your customers is how you build a long-term mm -hmm. sustainable business. What kinds of feedbacks have you personally learned through the process of the farmer's market in the growth of your business? I think the utmost thing is there's was almost a desperation for what I'm doing. Mm. Uh, there was such a lack because there is nothing like it. You know, there's things popping up now which are awesome. People are, you know, with the pandemic, dived into the whole sourdough, right, naturally right. fermented foods. My wife um, is guilty of that one, yes. Yes, yes. Everybody <laughs> had their friends. Uh, I will say the majority of people came back and we, there was a deeper appreciation and gratitude for what we're doing. Um, I think also with the pandemic and the shortage of food, it shifted a lot of mentality on where our food came from. A lot of people are resulting to small farmers, local farmers, which is everything we pride ourselves in. Uh, you know, they are the reason we do what we do and having those relationships are Indomitable. key. Yes. And you couldn't have done this without the help from somebody's kitchen. Yes. <laughs> Tell it us. makes me emotional to even think about it, to see where I am from there. But uh, Bobby and Bo Duke, the owners of Angry Barnyard and also the Matchpoint Grill, um, she owns a barbecue restaurant across from Cafe Smitten downtown, but it started actually as a commissary. And so she was a neighbor of mine at the time, and I was, you know, a mom of two kids baking bread, and all the neighbors were getting it. And she's like, hey, you're on to something here. And uh, she offered up her kitchen space, and that's where Baker's Outpost 
began. It was a very small kitchen working with uh, other like-minded individuals in town. This process also helped you grow mm -hmm. because any business owner that has has built a business has had growth themselves. What is something that you learned yourself that you didn't expect to have happen, but something that, that you grew from, you learned from that affected you and your family? Uh, I think having the support of some very influential individuals in town for me was a very big boost in that I was doing something right. Lynette from Luigi's, Jessica from the Creamery, Debbie from Red House Farms were all very big proponents and guiding me along the bumpy road sure, sure. of, you know, starting a small business, being a mom of two kids, trying to figure it out as I go. Um, just, I I always come back to this community and the support and the integrity that they have and it's really why I do what I do is the connections of this community and to dig these roots deeper. What did you learn, or I should say, what did the business teach you about yourself and your family? For me, it was finding balance. Uh, in the beginning, it was full throttle. You know, it's everything you can to give. I was wanting to give, but I realized early on something had to give. I had two kids and a husband and a household, and very early on, I recognized balance, the lack of sleep, the lack of self-care, and you see it in restauranteurs, but right. it's... I think there's something <laughs> different in <laughs> part of our brains um, that's very just work-driven. And I mean, when you're starting a small business, it's, you know, it, for me, it was everything. It was my passion. It was, uh, there was a lot of pride. And so for me, finding the balance early on and making sure that that maintained itself so there wasn't detriment to the family and the household was very big. How did you learn how to mitigate that or or deal with that? How did how how did you learn that? Asking for help. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, something that I I've never been good at. Mm. Um, I I love to work with people, but I also like to work alone. There's a certain focus for me, and because it was me for so long, it became the norm. Mm. So to allow somebody into your environment that for me was very controlled was very challenging, um, but I, you can't get anywhere alone. Right. <laughs> so sure. asking for help uh, was very big and asking for help in the right places and being able to delegate and learning to delegate is very, a big part of small business. Right. What was the first thing you delegated away that really lightened the load for you? For me, right off the bat was pastry. Uh, it was, I was doing both the bread and the pastry by myself and it became very overwhelming. Uh, thankfully I have a wonderful baker that, you know, she, she knew me, knew my methods, knew what I was about and had technique right off the bat. So she's been wonderful in 
taking that over. So that was a huge relief from me. And then now, thankfully, in the last couple of weeks, I've acquired a bread baker. So that has been another huge thing for me. Um, and I've recognized that asking for help and letting go of that control so that I can focus on building the business is of utmost importance to be successful. The business behind the hobby. <laughs> it does exist. <laughs> it does. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to delve more into not just creating the following that Laura did with her farmer's markets, but more importantly, how you keep that following when we come right back. The reason we're here with Laura Journey is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out, can I take a hobby and turn it into a business? And how do I do that? Because they reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and wanted us to find somebody just like Laura who could help guide them, give them a roadmap on how to do just that. They reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram and let us know who they wanted, what they wanted to learn and why they wanted to learn. So if there's something that you would like to learn, someone you'd like to learn from, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram today. We're here with Laura Journey, the owner of Baker's Outpost, and our visionary question of the segment comes from Chip, who asks, it's one thing to have a product that your customer needs. It's another to find a way for your customer to take action to buy your product. How do you do that? For us, using the best ingredients we can through our dairy, through our grain, honoring old world traditions, using locally grown foods, um, seasonally produced things, the product speaks for itself mm. and in turn we can only produce so much. Uh, we are limited with what we can do on a daily basis. Nothing's mass produced, nothing's scooped from a bucket. Uh, so we have created a bit of a, a scarcity with <laughs> when we're sold out, we're sold out. And that's the key right there is you've got the trifecta. You've got a very good product that is very tasty. You've got the reputation up through the customer service and the people to, that enjoy it. But most importantly, once it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> they have to be here by three, if not sooner, in order to get it. And that sense of community allows you to also give back and be in be active within the community. And you've just done something very special for your birthday. <laughs> What is it that you did? did. Oh, I, I had chose to donate to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. A dear mm. friend of my husband and I uh, gave birth to their firstborn a little over a year ago, and he was born with CF. So for us, it was just something that felt good and felt right. One of the, so you yourself have grown and you have been able to garner a lot of support from the community. Mm -hmm. And you've also grown through the, the discovery of yourself through the farmer's market, and now you've opened up this brick and mortar location. Mm -hmm. And you're learning all kinds of things new to you along the way, but part of it also comes from self-education. What is a book that you're reading or have read that has really stood out that has helped your business? 
I am currently reading Finding Freedom by Aaron French. My husband bought it for me uh, a few weeks ago and I've delved right in, but it's a, a memoir of her story in the kitchen and how she started and it's very relatable to me as one woman to another being in the kitchen with small kids and finding her way. What have you learned from this book that has helped you find your way through the kitchen? The balance. Okay. The importance of balance. Um, and not being scared to, to try new things. To push yourself beyond what you think you're capable. Because that's something I've always found myself in awe of how far I've come you know, with of course the community, but as a female business owner, you know, finding her way in a town where, you know, the traditions and the, the long founding, you know, places that have been here have held their ground. So coming into new territory for me uh, was challenging. So I think it sparked for me a confidence. Mm. How have you related that confidence into your business? Oh, well, I think it gets me up every morning. Okay, how so? Yeah. Um, I see the effects of what I'm doing through nourishing the community, you know, the feedback from our customers uh, are pretty incredible. Uh, to know that you're nourishing somebody's body, somebody's family, um, and the appreciation for it that comes back just keeps keeps us going, you know, at a 20-hour day when I've been going since 12.30 in the morning and haven't seen my kids. It's, you know, gives me the confidence that I'm in the right trajectory and we're moving forward and really this community has keeps driving me to push myself. Where do you see the bakery five to ten years from now? Well, hopefully we've expanded into a, a, a bigger space, you know, that I can build out to bakery specific and um, a place that we create for our community to come and fellowship and like-minded individuals gather and find nourishment together is, you know, there's so many things that happen over a shared meal mm. and things that, you know, you can take two individuals that don't see eye to eye, but you break bread and Literally. wonderful things can happen. So for me, it's just community driven, like through and through. How can Visioneers get in touch with you? Uh, we are on Instagram, Baker's Outposts, which is where I'm most active. We do have a Facebook, which my husband runs for me that I'm not so active on. Uh, email laura at bakersoutpost.com, and then we will hopefully have our website up and running for online ordering in the next few weeks. Thank you, Laura, very much for being on Small Business Celebration and joining us and giving us your wisdom and your insight. And we look forward to having you on again soon. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. And we'll be right back with my final thoughts when I come right back. <laughs> 
Toastmasters is a major sponsor of the Small Business Celebration program. In fact, Small Business Celebration started off as an advanced level Toastmasters project. Toastmasters is an organization that can help you learn how to communicate what you do for the people you serve. So join Toastmasters. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and join a club that can help you communicate what you do to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and learn how you can communicate more clearly to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club today. Your life story, your life journey is important. You may not think so because you've lived your life. You've lived your mistakes, but take a moment write them down, make an outline. Think about all the people you have helped, all the people you've helped grow with you, your personal life, your business life as well. And you'll begin to see all the effects, all the change, all the help you've given to so many people. Your life story is important. Write it down. And until next week, we'll see you here on Small Business Celebration and use something that you used on this episode to grow a strong and profitable business. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business. <laughs>